This is our 11th session on Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, and we're going to continue with our understanding, or our effort to understand, sealed with the Holy Spirit. In Him that is in Christ Jesus, you, you also, not only we, who were the first to hope in Christ, we Christian Jews, but you Gentile Christians, having heard of the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and having believed in him, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And we said last time that God the Father is the sealer and uh, the one who purchases the right to that sealing is in him. You are sealed in him. So in relation to Christ Jesus, our sins are forgiven and we are able to be treated with this kind of amazing mercy. So Jesus, we're in Jesus, we are sealed. And the seal itself is the Spirit. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. And the way the sealing or the certifying or the making irrevocable this inheritance. That's the question. Will we be preserved for this inheritance? Will we be kept for it? Will we make it to the end and receive our inheritance? And the Holy Spirit is that seal, and the way he makes it irrevocable and certain is by down payment. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the down payment. So the end of our full inheritance is guaranteed by a part of the inheritance being given to us now. And the staggering reality is God is that part of the inheritance. <laughs> Can you even talk like that? God is part of anything. If you've got God, what more do you need? Well. You don't need anything else, but there's more to come, namely the possession, the redemption of the possession. So what we're doing in this session is asking, what's the aim or the purpose of the sealing? So, Father, as we take a deep breath, realizing that you have given us your very spirit as the down payment and creating this certainty and seal, an irrevocable bond between us and you, so that we attain unto the redemption of the possession. Grant, I pray, that we would be clear on this and be moved by it appropriately with tremendous hope. In Jesus' name, amen. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the down payment of our inheritance. And this is my literal translation, and I, I think it's really important that we see this word, because it's the same as chapter 1, verse 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. So we do have already the redemption, and we are now enjoying that redemption, which we said was um, release by payment or freed by ransom. So that, has, that payment has been paid. 
the blood of Jesus has been paid. We have been released from our sins. Now, what we learn here is that this redemption, which we enjoy the first stage of in completely sure forgiveness for all our trespasses, is that it's not finished yet. We get redemption in stages, and the first stage is forgiveness for our sins. And now here comes the last stage. We have the Spirit as a down payment of our inheritance. So the forgiveness of sins here by redemption through blood is not the completion of our inheritance. We have this inheritance and we are going to receive it and it is going to complete the redemption. So unto, so this ceiling is unto, there's the purpose. It's, it's got a temporal idea, of course, this is future. And we are kept sealed until this, but the express purpose of Paul is to make it an aim. The aim of the sealing is unto the release by purchase of the possession. What's that? That's that's us. We are his possession because he has bought us with his blood. Back here in verse 7 of chapter 1, I stressed freedom, release by payment or ransom, but I didn't stress that this payment also secures ownership, new ownership. Like we were slaves and now we've been paid and ransomed. And in that release, we don't go into no man's land. We are now owned by the one who bought us, and that's the meaning of the word possession here. You see it, notice this noun here, peripoieseos, and you can see it here in Acts 20, where Paul is preaching. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained, and there's the verb form of this noun, possession. That is, he purchased us, he obtained us as his possession with his own blood. So the point here is, we are sealed, kept, irrevocably bonded by God so that we will most definitely get the fullness of our inheritance, which is going to be the redemption, the complete release, not just in the forgiveness of our sins, but in the provision of everything good and the taking away of everything evil, body and soul. There will be a redemption of what he bought, namely us. He bought us by his blood. We see it in 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen race. That's Ephesians 1.4. Chosen race. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Another Ephesians 1.4. A people for his own possession. Same word as you have in Acts 20.28 and the verb the verb form in Acts 20.28 and the noun there in Ephesians 1.14. 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him you call, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are his possession. And here in Ephesians 4.30, glorious, wonderful parallel. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for or unto, just like in 114, unto the day of redemption. That's coming. That's future. The day of redemption is not when Jesus died on the cross in this verse. That was a glorious day of redemption, but it began a redemption. It paid completely for the redemption. Forgiveness of sins is the first stage of that redemption, and there's coming a day when this sealing will have its full, complete effect, namely redemption. And what would that be? Romans 8. We know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, we Christians, who have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's the same picture, basically, as down payment. Like we have in Ephesians 1.13, we have the down payment, the first fruits, the guarantee of the Spirit, and we, even with this down payment, groan. Oh, do we ever, with disease and all kinds of troubles in our lives, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption, same word as Ephesians 1, 7, and 14, the redemption of our bodies. So now we know, we know what the redemption of the possession means. It means he's going to finish it. Our bodies are going to be raised from the dead and made like his glorious body, like it says in 1 Peter uh, 3.21. A body like his glorious body will be the completion. And notice this. Amazing. We wait eagerly, not only for redemption, because it comes in phases or stages, so that right now, according to Ephesians 1, 7, we have the forgiveness of our sins by purchase. But not only is it redemption that comes in stages, adoption comes in stages, because here he says, we're waiting for adoption. Whoa, I thought we had adoption. According to Ephesians 1, 5, we are predestined for adoption as sons. When does that happen? Ephesians 5, 1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. We are the children of God now, according to Ephesians 5, 1, or Romans 8, 15. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. He is our Father now. We have been adopted now. But just as redemption will be completed in the future, so adoption will be completed by redemption in the future. So the great aim of sealing here, the irrevocable stamp of God on our lives by giving us the Holy Spirit as a down payment, is that we most 
certainly will obtain our inheritance, namely the finishing of the redemption of what he purchased on the cross, and that is body and soul, rid of everything evil and everything painful, and made a glorious body like his glorious body.